The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Welcome back to the 750. I am your ORG Ochoa. He is your 75, two time Super Bowl champion, college football Hall of Famer. He's been enjoying all of the rain in the DF dub <laughs> as of late. The one and only Tony Casillas. Tony, did you enjoy the Byron Nelson Pro Am? Uh, I, I did. I, it, you know, speaking of rain, it got, uh, there was no golf. There was one hole of golf and, uh, you know, they, it, it was a tremendous golf venue, a training force, but got to play one hole. Um, but, uh, the locker room stores are good. Got to do a Q and a, uh, with some, uh, fellow, uh, alumni from, from, uh, the Cowboys and also, uh, just in the sports world entertainment room. So other than that, it was pretty good, but man, it's just been raining here in Dallas. And I know where you're at uh, demographically. It's uh, you're in South uh, South Texas, but man, it seems like it's been raining forever here. But you know what? Here's the way I look at it, RJ. I'm going to be patient because you know, in about a month and a half, they're going to turn that thermostat up to about 105, and we're going to be praying for it. Just don't want any flooding, but really, I just like to see the rain taper off just a tad. Yeah, it's um, it's going to be August before we know it, which is exciting for football, but um. That weather, you know, my wife is from Oklahoma. Um, you know, obviously you're from Oklahoma as well. And so every year hey, you're definitely married. You're married up then, right? She's right. No, totally. Yeah. I actually yeah. I, I always joke with her, her her maiden name begins with a K. And so obviously um Ochoa begins with a no. I always like joke with people <laughs> like like anytime like like my buddy just got engaged over the weekend, um, and his his soon to be wife is going from an S last name to an F. And so like for her, she's moving up in the alphabetical order. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, like my yeah. wife moved down, you know, like anytime now <laughs> my wife is in line somewhere and they go alphabetically, like she's used to being up near the case. Like that's, that's where the dignified people are. You know what I mean? Like when you're down here in the O's, you know, for attendance, for graduation, you got to wait a while just because I mean, O is way down in the neck of the woods, but see, you well, don't, see, know, I don't, you don't know, know that life. Yeah. You're well, a see, C. Yeah. I don't know any life, uh, you know, I'm a C, but I don't need life when that comes to pertaining that to grades, A, B, C, D. Now, I think the first four, maybe the last one I can relate to. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think it's all relative. You know, it's interesting because you mentioned that. My wife, is her maiden name is uh, it, it starts with a C. So she's TC. So uh-huh. I really didn't have to change her. Her, her alphabet so uh i guess she did pretty good but yeah uh, never <laughs> she she lucked out like if she had anything that was like monogrammed with her initials before y'all met 
you know, that stayed active. You know what I mean? Like that didn't get, you know, adjusted just because she changed her name. So. Uh, uh, TC squared, man. That's what we call it. Yeah. Oh, nice. Nicely done. Um, well, anyway, uh, so we're going to talk quarterbacks in a moment. Um, I do want to uh, talk about the pro. And I saw a photo. You were there and Jane Slater was there, our friend and uh, Terrence Newman was there and mm-hmm. Vince Young was there. And yeah. it just looked like a cool collection of Texas high school or not high school, Texas, like football legends in different rights. You know, it was, it was really cool because, you know, as you mentioned, Jane Slater is a friend of the show, just a tremendous, tremendous job. And Aircraft with NFL Networks, uh, they decided that since the, the, the golf tournament starts, a noon shotgun start, and as I mentioned, we got we played 15 minutes, and so what are you going to do the rest of the day? And again, when I say rain, I don't know if you saw the picture. I mean, it was flooded. It's Training Force was like in the South Dallas, but it's a it's like a links course, and it looked like Scotland whenever we teed off. It really looked like the old course. So what are you going to do? You got to fill the time. We got all these people there, you know, playing with us and uh, and, and whatnot, and so. Inside, okay, we're going to do a Q&A. So it was pretty cool. Uh, first, I did a Texas lead. It was Selvin Young. It was Roger Clemens, and it was Vince Young. And they were talking about golf and how that applies to, uh, you know, the whole co- competition and how you got involved in golf. And then uh, – so then we did one, Q&A, and it was uh, – as you mentioned, it was uh, Terrence Newman. By the way, Terrence Newman looks like he's 14 years old. He's got that baby face. When I saw him, he recognized, like, dude, you don't even age. But – uh, he's a tremendous Terrence Newman. It's too tall. He had two tall Jones, who, by the way, is just still huge, still an intimidating dude. Every time I stand up to him, I always think about that Geico commercial. You ever seen the Geico commercial when they put him on the scale and he's got the black yeah. socks pulled up to his knees? But anyways, it's me, uh, Thomas Hollywood Henderson, which was a tremendous dude. I mean, we all know about the stories, and and by the way, he's won the lottery twice, hit the jackpot once, twenty four mil, and they did it a month later. And hit another, I think it was three or four minutes. So every time I had seen him, I said, hey, uh, hey, Thomas, you, you, you won the lottery? Yeah. yeah. And he's like, no, I haven't done that later. So it's him and I and then, uh, and then Vince Young. And, um, and we just sat there and just really just uh, – we just talked about different stories. And so I thought the, the, the interesting question was, which coach would you want to be your golf coach? Like, and, so, and so Ed was talking about uh, – he was talking about Tom Landry. And he goes, I don't know if I'd want, uh, I don't know if I'd want Tom Landry to be my coach, my golf coach. I said, why? He says, well, I played with him for 14 years and he never complimented me. Mm. He said the first time, the first time, I don't know how this got related to the story, but he goes, uh, and, uh, and the only compliment I ever got is when Jimmy Johnson, obviously, you know, that break of marriage with, you know, whenever, uh, Jerry supposedly fired, well, he did fire Tom Landry. And he said the only company he ever got in his 15-year career was by was from Jimmy Johnson. So uh, we just sat there and BS the whole time and told stories, and uh, it was pretty cool. I mean, it, it it was worth the first you know a couple of hours, and people enjoyed the the insight. And uh, you know, Roger Clemens, I think, is one of the needs to deserve to be in the Hall of Fame. But uh, just telling, he's a the dude's a huge. I mean, the guy's big. I mean, he loves playing golf. But uh, it was good to get some insight, and I think everyone in that audience really. It's pretty candid. You know, there may have been some liquid, some adult beverages that really kind of brings it, you know, a little bit more uninhibited. Right. And uh, so uh, it was it was fun. We had a good time. I wish right. we would have played golf. I did. I, I am going to say I birdied the first. So, so hey. hey, I mean, so you were on the leaderboard. That's all that really yeah. matters. Yeah. Uh, 
Well, it was raining outside and it was raining um, at the bar. So good for you guys having a good time. Those, <laughs> those photos look cool. Uh, we are, we are, by the way, I know everybody's kind of wondering, this is a Wednesday episode. It's our lone Wednesday episode. We adjusted the schedule this week. Um, just had some stuff. We'll be back on Tuesday next week. Uh, but Tony, um, so you mentioned Vince Young was there. I think it was the only quarterback you mentioned. But uh, today we're going to talk about quarterbacks. Because I wrote something um, on Tuesday at BTB. Uh, well, PFF ranked all 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL right now. Um, and so obviously this could change in terms of who's starting. But again, starting quarterbacks as of who they are um, on Tuesday, May 18th, Wednesday, May 19th. So number one, Tony Patrick Mahomes, not a shocker, obviously. Mm-hmm. Number two, Tom Brady. And mm-hmm. um, I don't think anybody is doubting Tom Brady. Nobody's at all saying he's not worth it. It's just if if you're playing the game, oh, you can build a team around this guy. It makes sense. That's what rings. Right. But all I'm saying is if, if you, Tony, were building a team today, it would make sense to prioritize other players over Tom Brady just because of his age. Again, I'm mm-hmm. not at all saying Father Time's going to beat Tom Brady. Obviously, he is the exception to the rule. Um, but that's that's the context that I'm coming from, um, just to be clear, because I got some responses. But real, but real quick before – but you got to look at this. So Tom Brady. Now, if you look at, if they had not had Tom Brady, they would not won the Super Bowl. Sure. But if he hadn't had them, they wouldn't have won the Super Bowl. Like- well, I, I, I understand that, but yeah, I mean, he had a lot of collective pieces around him. Right. But look at Patrick Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes, look at the talent the people he has around him. Right. I mean, so you can make an argument for both of those guys. I mean, I get it. Patrick Young, excuse me, Patrick Young, Patrick <laughs> Mahomes thinking about Vince Young, the, Obviously, no comparison in the NFL ranks. And, uh, oh, by the way, it's so funny during the Q&A, James Slater. Hey, hey, you, t- you heard from Jeff Fisher lately? Uh, because that wasn't an American thing. But anyway, um, yeah, I, I, would, I didn't mean to interject. But I think that that's also – people always, like, jump to the conclusion that Tom Brady is, is aged, but they don't understand the caliber of his play is still on, on playing that a lot of quarterbacks in the National Football League cannot play to that level and i, I totally think that agree that's, with that. a, that's argument so anyway i go ahead i'm kind of me no i guess I'm, just, I'm a little tom i'm a little tom brady sensitive i guess no but that's that's the point like i and i agree yeah. with you i think if you if like if all other things were equal like right like if you put every mm-hmm. quarterback on the same team tom brady's like the fifth best dude right now but i'm just saying like he's not number one because he's tom brady like there are other quarterbacks there, yeah, there are other quarterbacks who are, who are at this point more physically talented, um, which is, again, part of my point. Anyway, so Tom Brady's number agreed, two. Agreed. Uh, yeah. Number three is Aaron Rodgers. See, like I would have Rodgers over Brady right now. But uh, number four is Russell Wilson. Five is Deshaun Watson. And no clue how that's going to end, obviously. Mm. But they, they put him here. True that. Uh, number six, Josh Allen of the Buffalo Bills. Uh, I'll round up the top 10, Tony, and then we'll discuss. Number seven is Dak Prescott. Number mm-hmm. eight, Lamar Jackson. Number nine, Matt Ryan of the Atlanta Falcons. And number 10 is Baker Mayfield, former Oklahoma player himself. Um, so my first question, they have Dak as the seventh best quarterback in the NFL. Is that fair? And by is that you could say it's not fair because it's too low. He should be higher. He should be, you know, and by higher, I mean, he should, he's better than number seven. Like, you know, or is this fair? Is he too high? Do you think he should be lower? Do you think other quarterbacks should be above him? Um, well, look at the top. Look at the top five. I mean, who do you who would you put in the top six? I mean, let's start with the top five. I mean, would you even who would you consider replacing Dak Prescott in that top five quarterbacks? So 
when I wrote about this um, and just kind of, you know, put the BTB spin on it, because yeah, yeah. by the way, Tony, now that Dak's been paid, we can get back to arguing about like how good he is. You know, this feels right. You know, like now, <laughs> now that, like that, that elephant's out of the room. But um, so, uh, you I, know, there's people that, that will not validate that. Right. Will not validate him. <laughs> I said that there are three quarterbacks that I would take over Dak today. Again, like if all other things were equal, like if we're not talking about he's got these receivers, that quarterback's got these receivers, if all things are equal, there are three quarterbacks who I would take over Dak, and that's it. Um, my three are Patrick Mahomes, Aaron mm -hmm. Rodgers, and mm -hmm. Josh Allen. So, again, in terms of who they are, and a lot of people come back with the Tom Brady thing, I think Dak is more physically talented than Tom Brady as of now. I'm not at all saying he's a better overall quarterback than Tom. You, we've already discussed this, but um, I would take Dak over Russell Wilson. Um, obviously, there's a lot of non-football stuff there, but I, in terms of football, I would take him over Deshaun Watson. The only one that I would not take over Dak, or that excuse me, that I would take Dak, uh, excuse me, that I would take over Dak, uh, that isn't Rodgers or Mahomes, that was met with a lot of you know consternation, is Josh Allen. I think Josh Allen is incredible. He's so physically talented. He obviously improved his accuracy, although he improved his accuracy by 13 percentage points last year, which isn't exactly sustainable. Um, you know, so it's, it makes sense that there will be some sort of regression. Um, and believe me, I mean, you know, like I'm, I'm as big of a Dak fan as there is. Like I've come on our airwaves and defended Dak and argued for Dak and, you know, done it for the last five years. However, we have never seen anything from Dak like we saw from Josh Allen all throughout last, se or last season. And that's not a slight against Dak. That's just the facts. And so that's not to say Dak can't get there. Uh, but I, I, we've seen a higher ceiling from Josh Allen right now. I know it's a small sample size. And that was what everybody said. Everybody said, well, you know, you're going off of Josh Allen off of just one year. And Dak has had an Again, I say this as a Dak supporter. He has had regression at different points in his career. He hasn't just been the dude who's throwing for 450 yards a game. There have been moments that have been, you know, a little bit rougher. And that's okay because he was developing as a quarterback. And I'm excited about his future. Um, but that's a lot. I'm, your, your thoughts on everything I just said? Um, I, I think I, I, will go, I will go Tom Brady one because I'm just, uh, you know, just maybe the unrealistic man crush that I have. As far as him being the okay, the, so you're but the, you're willing to say it's a little bit of a special okay, category. Well, right? well, no, my top five, I'll go with Mahomes. I'll give Mahomes because I think, I mean, he got dismantled last year during the Super Bowl, got beat from the greatest of all time. So I'm gonna go. I'll go Mahomes one, Brady two, uh, Aaron Rodgers three. Although I, it, it's kind of like two A and two B with Rod Rodgers and Tom Brady, right? Um, and then I'm gonna go number four. I'm gonna go. Russell Wilson, then I'm going to go five, Josh Allen. And I'll put Dak at number six behind Josh Allen. So the so only it, the only one of, of PFF's five that you have Dak ahead of, that like the only change you'd make is you'd put Deshaun Watson behind Dak. Exactly. Yeah, I just don't – and then if you can know Lamar Jackson, I think that – He's, uh, he's number eight. He's, he's literally yeah. one spot so, behind Dak. So there's not really – that much difference. I think the difference is when you – all this common denominator you have with these quarterbacks is that – They've won Super Bowls. They've been relevant during the playoff run. Uh, and they have this uncanny way of leading their team. And so I don't I don't think that's a slight by any means of Dak Prescott being a six quarterback, top, you know, six, you know, ranked the top six quarterback in my in my eye. I just think it's just a couple of stepping stones to get into that top four. Now, 
I don't think that I think Dak Prescott right now, and hopefully you, maybe you, you may you probably agree with this. It's, it's an unfinished product. He hasn't right. gotten a chance to really, you know, last year we didn't see what he could do because of the injury. So I think this year we're going to see where he, we're going to see his legacy start to go into play and see when the next three or four years, you know, what the finished product's going to be and how he ranks against all these top, you know, five quarterbacks in the National Football League. Support for this show comes from Sylvan Learning. As a parent, you want your child to have every opportunity, but giving them the tools they need to tackle every challenge, that takes a team. Now more than ever, educational support tailored exactly to what your child needs can make all the difference. That's why parents have trusted Sylvan Learning for 45 years as the ultimate teammate in their child's educational journey, instilling in them a love for learning and a passion for reaching the next level. And Sylvan's insight assessment can identify gaps in learning and areas that could be of concern for your child. It's a 360-degree view into your child's learning that you can't find anywhere else and helps ensure that your child didn't miss something in school that might put them at a disadvantage in the future. And right now, it's the best price of the year at $29. Go to sylvan29.com to learn more and get your child's assessment for only $29. That's S-Y-L-V-A-N-29.com. Right. Now, I, I completely agree that Dak is an unfinished product and, and that he's only scratching the surface on what he can potentially become. And I do think I, I, I mean, you know, I think the contract being taken care of helps. Right. Like it's no longer this thing like it was an elephant in the room for the last two years. And he improved in spite of that. Um, so I'm very excited. I mean, think about it. We didn't even get to see five full games of Dak commanding an offense that had C.D. Lamb in it. So it makes sense to believe in him. But. Um, the reason I thought this was an interesting subject today is because just just going off of like of Cowboys Twitter and the way the Internet talks about Dak Prescott, which is fine. I mean, people are going to have their thoughts and their opinions. I think that we have I, I, I am not saying that I think Dak Prescott is overrated, but I think people have now gotten to the point where like we, we were so used to like jumping to his defense because people used to doubt him. Right. Like people used to say like his accomplishments were anything, whatever. It was all the run game. It was all Zeke. It was it was Romo's team. I mean, a, a billion excuses people came up with for Dak. But I think we've gotten to the point now where like we we have started to believe some things a little bit too much, like something that a lot of people continually say about Dak and it's fair it's it's objective evidence I suppose um but I got a lot in the comments of this was well he was on pace for like 6,000 yards last year which is true right like he he was technically on pace for that he was throwing for like 400 450 yards a game he was lighting up you know stat sheets he was an incredible fantasy quarterback um I'm not going to harp on the fact that the Cowboys were two and two before that Giants game but um, and they had a horrible defense. Right. And that's not Dak's fault, like, obviously. Mm -hmm. But I think, like, I Tony, I got so many responses that were like, the only quarterback I would take over Dak is Patrick Mahomes. And you can you can make this argument different. Like, you can start talking about contracts, right? Like, I would rather have, you know, Lamar Jackson because he's on a rookie con, you know, whatever. He's going to get paid soon. But you get my point. Like, you can, you can turn this. But if we're talking about who they are as players, I do not understand how anyone can say they would not take – Aaron Rodgers over Dak Prescott. The Tom Brady yeah, argument, I think, is there, and I know you're you're caping for Tom Brady, and that's fine. Um, well, that's preposterous. I, I don't, I don't, you know, that's 
you know, that's wearing the, the cowboy glasses. I, I And I, I understand their allegiance, but the same people that made that comment will be the first ones that will get off Dak Prescott's bandwagon right. and, and say all this negative verbiage about him. And I understand that's a quarterback, but, you know, the thing, the way I look at look around the, 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 the National Football League and just go conference by crop, division by division and see rank the quarterbacks in each division, who's the best the quarterback in that division. And then you kind of narrow it down. But, yeah, you can make a case for Baker Mayfield. Baker Mayfield, I, you know, I, I think that he's a, you know, he, he took his team to uh, the playoffs. And it's been a long-ass time uh, since they've gone, gone to the playoffs. Um, so I think that he's got some consistency, but I think Dak is, is really, I think he's poised to have a lot of, uh, success this upcoming year. And I think that that's, uh, this is, again, this is a, a year there's going to be so much expectation. I mean, look, I mean, we haven't even talked since they released the schedule and they got Tampa right. Bay playing the Cowboys. I mean, that's like, everyone's all hyped up about that. It's one game. Let me remind you, it's just one game. But I, that's the hype and that's the expectation that they have for Dak Prescott. And again, it's just that brand. It's a star. People expect that. But look, I mean, you got to be realistic. There's three or four, maybe four quarterbacks, five quarterbacks, that if you could have a chance right now and pick over Dak Prescott based on what they've done and right. where they're at in their career, you would pick those guys. And that's okay, right? Like that, that like saying that, okay. yeah, like saying that doesn't make you or me or anybody less of a Dak Prescott fan. Like it's okay to say that there are other quarterbacks who are better than him. And I think, like, just looking at at Josh Allen's, you know, career, and this is really superficial, you know, level. But again, I mentioned obviously had an incredible year last year. I, I'm not a believer in, in using you know passing yards as like an end all be all, but still threw for 4,500 yards. Technically, Dak threw for 4,900 in 2019, so he's got him beat there. Last year, Tony Josh Allen threw 37 touchdowns, 10 interceptions. Dak Prescott's career high was that 2019 season through 30 touchdowns, so and 11 interceptions. And again, the the most impressive thing in what really elevated Josh Allen's obviously season last year: 69% completion percentage. Uh, mm-hmm. Dak Prescott's career high is 68 which was last season which is what he was on um and again had he kept up that pace it certainly would have been interesting to see uh but unfortunately we don't know that and maybe maybe somebody is is comfortable saying well i would i would take Dak prescott in a futures bet against josh Allen." that makes sense like i can totally understand that but if you're ranking who they are today um i just you know i wanted to offer some some explanation my josh allen take i got a lot of blowback but um and quickly tony before i pivot to another subject uh, just a peek behind the curtain for Tony and nobody else. Um, I know it looks incredibly dark uh, when I'm recording. Uh, I don't want you to think. I was like say, do you lose your power? Yeah, uh, I did not, but it's getting really, really dark outside. So, wow. uh, to- that's I just, scary. Yeah, uh, it looked I, like you turned. I, I thought you had, you know, you had a light on. You know, where we use lights for our, our Zoom broadcast. You know, for right. the light, our lighting, and all of a sudden you just went dark, brother. Yeah, I did not get the the big you time light seek, out. You need, you need to seek shelter. Listen yeah, I, for the sirens. Okay, I, I'm good. I just wanted to let <laughs> you know, uh, so that all is good. Uh, but you mentioned. Um, you know, like best quarterbacks in the division. And you mentioned the schedule Mm -hmm. and I wrote about this idea as well. In fact, let me pull this list up here. Um, So what makes the Cowboys schedule look so appealing on paper is that they 
are facing some lower quality quarterbacks this season. And again, going off of PFS ranking, you can check this out at PFS website, obviously, but I did write about this specific element. This will be out later on Wednesday afternoon. Um, Tony, quickly, this is their schedule by opposing quarterbacks rankings. So I'm going to, I'm going to quickly go through their schedule by the quarterback they're going to face and where that quarterback is ranked by PFF. So for instance, week one, you mentioned they're on the road in Tampa. So they're facing Tom Brady. He's number two on PFS list of starting quarterbacks week two. They get Justin Herbert. Who's number 15, then Jalen hurts. Who's number 31. Then Sam Darnold, who's number 28 week five. They get Daniel Jones who's number 20 week six. They get Cam Newton. Who's number 27. We'll see if that's Mac Jones or not. Uh, when they come off the bye in week eight, they are in Minnesota. Minnesota, so they get Kirk Cousins, who's number 14. Week nine, Tony, they get Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos at home, who is number 32, the last ranked quarterback by PFF right now. Week 10, they get Matt Ryan, who's number nine, a top 10 quarterback, obviously. Week 11, Patrick Mahomes, number one. Duh. Uh, week 12 on Thanksgiving, Derek Carr, who's number 13. Week 13, the Thursday after, they've got uh, PFF actually lists this as Jameis Winston slash Taysom Hill, and they have that duo ranked as number 24. And then the last five weeks to finish the season, uh, Ryan Fitzpatrick, 19, Daniel Jones, 20, Ryan Fitzpatrick again at 19, Kyler Murray, who's number 17 on this list. And then the final week of the season, Jalen Hurts, who again is number 31. So my overall point here is that they face some really lower quality quarterbacks this season. And the best quarterback they face is Patrick Mahomes, obviously, but the second best one is Tom Brady and they get that over with week one. So, I mean, even if they lose, I mean, I know we don't want them to lose, but like they get one of the biggest challenges out of the way week one, that's a good thing. Yeah. And you look at that and that's uh, you know, that's parallel with the strength of the schedule too. Cowboys got one of the easiest schedules uh, in any team in a national football league this year. And I think it's probably based on, as you just mentioned, the quarterback rankings, but uh, I just want to, the, the cautionary tale of this is that don't get all caught up in the quarterback rankings and who they're playing. Yes. I mean, that is a, sure. you know, that is a, is a, a sign and that's how it is. You go in and you, you speculate and you kind of look at those teams going into it. But man, I tell you what, after we watched last year, I mean, there was a lot of really just spare quarterbacks that made, made the Cowboys look really bad. So while I want to believe in that, in which I think it's a good gauge and the strength of schedule and quarterbacks, it's a very optimistic, uh, you know, chance for the Cowboys to really, really be good uh, and really be consistent on who the quarterback is and obviously the strength of who they're playing in the division and throughout the National Football League. Yeah, I mean, I just – I don't know how anyone could not like their chances. Um, I think, again – and, and a lot can change, but I think this is, and I wrote about this too. Um, so really this, this episode is just like a plugging of all, the, um, all of my articles, Tony. Uh, but, but like Which what, one? I, <laughs> what, what I like so much about their odds in the division is you look at the other quarterbacks and obviously Ryan Fitzpatrick, Daniel Jones, and Jalen hurts is there's not like somebody who's lurking, right? It's not, it's not like, um, it's not like Miami last year, right? Where they trotted Tua out and they had Tua as this like wild card that you didn't know, or even Philadelphia last year where, mm -hmm. you know, Jalen Hurts was sitting there and you didn't know what he could be. And maybe, I mean, Jalen Hurts is still really early into his career. Maybe he does establish himself, whatever. Maybe you want to call him the wild card. But my point is like, 
there's there's no like incumbent, you know, waiting in any of these teams. And so you're going to very, very, very likely get really at least at best average quarterback play, you know, through these six games. And so and and they finish their last five games. Four of them are against these teams. And so I don't know how you can't think they're going to win 10, 11 games this year. Yeah, and you look at the division and the best quarterback, and, and to me is obviously Dak Prescott. But, you know, Ryan Fitzpatrick, and you mentioned Daniel Jones and Jalen Hurts. I mean, those guys still have – well, Ryan, I mean, he's got a, a lot of ton of experience. You never know what's going to happen with him. I mean, he's a guy that's, that's won you know, several occasions on several teams. But other than that, look, you start in your own division. And that's when you start, you know, adding up the, the wins and losses and – I think it's a quarterback league, brother. If you got a good quarterback, then you got an opportunity to win. <laughs> um, so I know we're going to cut this episode short, Tony and everyone, but um, it is getting really dark. So I'm nervous. That. I'm, no, I'm nervous I don't that, blame you. that Tony and I are going to be in the middle of our conversation and the power is going to go out and then who knows it's going to happen. Uh, so we'll be back next Tuesday, obviously, and we'll wrap things up. My last question for you, Tony, who wins the PGA Championship? Oh, gosh. Um, man, every time I'm going to go with, um, my usual suspects, I'm going to go with, um, I think Jordan is kind of close. Uh, Jordan speed, uh, John Rom, kind of seems like I'm repeating these guys all the time. Um, and there's going to be some guy from that no one's heard of. It seems like that's every week. Um, let's see, I'm going to go, gosh, it's a great question. Um, but yeah, I'm gonna go John Rom. I'm gonna go Justin. Or excuse me. I'm gonna go JT, Justin Thomas. Those are gonna be my top three. I'll take those three guys. I am going to take. Really didn't pick one, but it's hard to I, pick in the PGA. I'll, yeah, I'll I'll pick one. I'll I'll just go ahead and do it. I'll pick Patrick Reed, um, because Good it's George. such a long course. All the rough. Um, I think he's just so much better at outthinking people and at grinding. You see the win there. Come yeah. off the ocean. Oh, oh that's, gosh. It's so and that's what I'm saying. Like I heard I saw John Rahm said on Tuesday that the shortest iron he hit into any green was a five iron. And like wow, like I think that that's gonna frustrate dudes. And somebody who doesn't let that kind of stuff get to them is Patrick. So uh, it can hit, it can play it can play in the wind. You're exactly right. Right. Um, okay, everybody. Sorry we're getting out of here early, but hey, uh, be careful, man. Seek shelter. Oh, we will. Tony, have a good one, everybody. We'll be back next Tuesday. This was the seven five oh.